In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast partner in crime is... You look so awkward. It's Travis Ratz. <laughs> I do look awkward as I'm trying to periscope our uh, our, our Comic Exposure Podcast tonight. Uh, it's going to be a little weird uh, as I am like talking to this and talking to other things. Uh, on the Comic Exposure Podcast, we talk about comic books. Uh, normally, we bring people in and we talk about trades, or we do uh, graphic novels, and we bring a guest down and we talk about it. Today is not one of those uh, episodes. This is a variant edition episode. We're going to talk about a couple different things. So tonight we're talking about uh, Phoenix Comic Con. Uh, we're going to talk comic books. We're going to talk about whatever really we want. But this last weekend we spent at Phoenix Comic Con, so that's the big crux of today. Uh, Travis, what do, you, what do you want to start off with? What do you, what do you think we should start off with? Um, well, I, let's let's talk about what we're not going to talk about. What are we not going to talk about? We're not going to talk about convicts. No. We're not going to talk about Concord Jets. No. We're not going to talk about... Um, conjunctions. Is it conjunctions? No, it's conjunctions. But we won't be talking about either of those. We, won't all, we will also not be talking about conjunctivitis. Conjunctivitis. Is that I mean, with the eyeball? Yeah, that's like uh, pink eye. Doesn't matter. I want to talk about it. Nah, we're not talking. We're about only it. talking about Comic Con and some other things from here uh, from here on out. But um, yeah. So where do you want where do you want to start? Should we talk about? Uh, I guess so. Comic Phoenix Comic Con just happened last weekend. We are a few days out of that. We are the week after. Um, I call it life post-con. <laughs> post-con? Post-con? I did have a little post-con uh, mortem. Did you? Uh, yeah. You it sad? was. It was. It was it, it, when I got home Sunday night, I was glad. Like, I was conned out. Uh, but at the same time, I felt like the the, the thing I like about con, uh, about everything. Uh, hold on. Well, I'm going to pause this for okay. one second. All right. Let's here see. we go. All right. Behind the scenes. Here Behind the scenes. Oh, I'll give you a little periscope action. Oh. Now it's um, going to be on you, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, um... So, anyways, uh, one of the things I really like about con... I can't do this. It's too awkward. <laughs> um, we're trying to periscope here for you audio listeners. Um, and uh, one of the things I love about con is... I love it because it's, it's a place where all these artists, these creators, these writers, these amazing costume and makeup people go. And everyone's going there. And everyone's selling or displaying their wares yeah. or the creativity. So, the whole weekend, it's like a, like a creative milieu of all these different like amateurs professionals and it's i i, I love it like you, you feel the vibe you feel people talking to each other and so that's that's the thing that i love most about con and so that was the hardest thing for me to um unwind from yeah because it was like oh we're back we're not in you know uh, like we are back in kansas <laughs> like you're walking around and no one's dressed as deadpool and it seemed really weird yeah yeah i was like hey why is my boss dressed like deadpool can there ever be too many people dressed as Deadpool at con? Um, not this. I thought there was a, a reasonable amount of Deadpools. There were the less Deadpools than there normally are Deadpools, which I thought was was quite nice. I'm going to agree with you. That that part about con, that creative energy that flows at con is really kind of cool. Um, my big thing. My big thing about con is I really like that it runs the whole gamut of like uh, people who you can tell it's their very first con. They're a little sheepish. They don't know what to do. And since we were there, I was there Thursday, Friday. I skipped Saturday, but I was there Sunday. You see the whole gamut of people, like the diehard people who want to like go and check things out earlier there on Thursday. Um, Friday is like people who are like, you know what? Screw work. 
Yeah. I'm going to dress up and I'm going to go to con and I don't care. Yeah. And it got, <laughs> it got, it filled up early Friday. So it did, people did. definitely left work. To, yeah, to they definitely were. I wasn't there on Saturday. Was one of them. How how busy was uh, Saturday? So Saturday was uh, oh Saturday was packed. Uh, Saturday, of course, is the big day. Um, now, if you've been to Phoenix Comic Con, you know that uh, that Saturday is the biggest day, and that it's almost impossible to walk the floor or yeah. even get, like even moving into the building is really rough. This year, I thought they managed it really well. They opened up that third floor and even some middle in between stuff in, yeah. in between the floors, like a hall of horrors. And I thought that did a really good job of kind of distilling the crowd you know I didn't, even, I didn't notice the crowd the 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 huge mass of humanity i didn't even make it to the third floor i was there for three days and i never made it up to the third i floor. only went to go see perlman on the the on that sunday ron perlman speak yeah but um i didn't get to like the the star wars cantina or like the lego i heard the third floor was really cool and i kind of i kind of regret not going there but i missed a lot of the con because there were a couple of things i wanted to see and Saturday, I spent most of Saturday at the bar watching the Parade of Humanity. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so what was your? Um, uh, you went Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. Yeah. What was your favorite day there? Uh, my favorite day there was probably um, I, I, every day. I was only there for probably half the time that I wanted to be there. Right. Um, so Friday was Friday was good. I wish I would have stayed longer on Friday. Like, Friday was probably the best day. I got to see the stuff I wanted to do. I got to, like, that's when I bought the stuff I wanted to buy. Uh, but I really wish there'd have been – I wish I would have had a little more time on Friday. I mean, right. I left early. I had a meeting I had to go to, so that was kind of a bummer, but I did that. Um, so I guess, yeah, that was probably about the best day the whole thing was was that day there, was, yeah. was Friday. I like – for me, I like Thursdays. Thursday? I like Thursdays. It's it's kind of calm. I like to you can they had you know you know that everything that's out is everything that was possibly able to be out. Like everyone's best prints are out. They haven't yeah. been bought out because there's some really cool prints that will get bought out in like the first day. Yeah, because they bring fifty of them and they're badass. They're going to be sold in like yeah. the first day. Uh, the the writer booths and the artist booths are pretty empty, so you can kind of go and get commissions and talk to them. We'll talk about our favorite yeah. uh, uh, artists and uh, writers that we met. Yeah, we had, like a, good, we had a good table. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah, but I really like that. And it was, it was also kind of cool because it, the energy's still there. Like, it's yeah. like, oh, what's Khan got this year? And yeah. we had a good time looking through some single issues and kind of – it was more like, oh, I'm going to buy this on Sunday if yeah. I have money. <laughs> was, I'm going to buy this on Sunday if I have money. There was a lot of that going on on, on that day. Uh, so what do you, let's say, uh, as far as con goes, uh, what do you think was, um, what was the best thing we did the best day? What was the best thing you got from con? What's the best piece of item you bought or from, from con? Um, I, I got three commissions, you know, um, Uh and they're all Hellboys. Um, and I like the Kevin Wada Hellboy, uh-huh. uh, and when I first saw the Jay Lee Hellboy that he did, I was like, "Oh, this is this is interesting. It's like really dark." Um, but then when I got him in frames, I was like, "Oh, I like the I like the Jay Lee one." It's still, I don't know. It's tough for me to decide. I can't. I can't <laughs> fake it. I, so I would say that the the, the, uh, the Kevin Wada and uh, Jay Lee uh, things were probably the best things that I bought um, there. And I didn't buy much else except for a couple of trades at Dark Horse when they uh, went to the 50% off. Yeah, they went 50% off, and I bought way too much There stuff. was a line around the, the <laughs> there booth was. just there to was get a in big there. Booth. There was a big line around the booth. Coming out of the booth. <laughs> uh, uh, what I did is um, – so you did commissions. I think that's really cool that you've decided 
and I, I hope to see this progress even farther, <laughs> that you've decided that at a con, you're going to get someone to do a Hellboy for Hellboy. you. Hellboy. And this wasn't, like, you, we did it once at yeah. Amazing Arizona. You got one yeah. Hellboy. So I could have easily, it, it was, I could have easily turned back at that point. You could have. Coming into this con, I could have been like, well, I've only got one Hellboy. I could have one of other characters. Yeah. But, but you committed. You, you laid down the gauntlet, <laughs> and you got three Hellboy commissions. I spent way too much money for Hellboy commissions. Uh, I've been eating uh, uh, veggie ramen. patties and uh, <laughs> bacon this week. Well, yeah, I'm going to tell you what. Uh, you got three rad Hellboys, mm-hmm. so you can't. I don't know. You can't feel sorry about yeah, it. You got three a, pretty awesome Hellboys. What, this is what's going to happen. This is <laughs> this is something a collection you start, and by the time you're forty, it's sad <laughs> because they're framed. They're hanging in my house, and it's going to be like. I mean, put it this way: my uncle started collecting giraffes <laughs> when he was I don't know, like in, in yeah. his twenties. Yeah, and I remember going to his house when he was in his fifties, and there was like. A menagerie 400, of yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 400 giraffes. Everybody gets them a giraffe for every yeah, holiday? exactly. But here's the thing, Travis. Only you are buying these. I don't think... Is anyone going to go out of their way to get you a Hellboy sketch? Do you think, like... Well, I... No. Because <laughs> it's not... But, like, it might manifest itself in, like... Oh, like oh, what are all these things? He's got all these Hellboys on his wall. Here's a here's a Hellboy doll from Amazon. Here's a <laughs> Hellboy action figure. Maybe. And the thing is, I haven't read that much Hellboy. I think I read two runs. I just read uh, the first part of uh, Hellboy Goes to Hell. That's one of the things I got at Dark Ooh, I really like that one. That was yeah. Um, it's just, it's a slow. It's a it's a real kind of metaphysical start, but it's it's there's not a lot of words no, in Hellboy not, now. It's a lot. It's a lot. There's, of there's art. some cool vignettes. Some yeah. Little cool horror stories there. Yeah. But I just always like the really I just like the design of the character, and I think it's a character that everyone can put their own spin on. Mm-hmm. And so the idea was to I thought I kind of thought of it from comic exposure. Is when people come to your house, they're obviously going to see like my uh, bookshelf of comic books. So that's going to be like, what are you these comic books for? Yeah. And then so you kind of feel like you have to justify the reading and the <laughs> art form. And so I thought a good way to explain, like, well, it's just like pictures to explain how an artist has an own take, his yeah. own take on something. Would to have like, oh, look, well, for example, here are different Hellboys with different artists. Like this is the same character but drawn different ways. So you can see how the individual kind of really puts their own yeah. spin. And imagine a story with. These same character, but in different ways, is really going to affect what the story is. And I really think, like, uh, Hellboy is one of those characters where Mike Mignola has put his, like, his... That is his character, and I don't think anybody can draw it exactly like he can. And it's not like Cyclops or, like, you know, um, Wolverine, where essentially, you know, it's a stock sort of thing. His his art style is, is so, like, different anyways. How would you describe it as an artist? It's really, it's really blocky. His art style is really blocky. It's very, it's very like, it's, it's simple, but it's not simple. He does a lot with, it's, there's a lot of heavy shadow in his stuff, but, um, his early style isn't like that. I mean, he used to, he used to draw Batman and other things and it wasn't like that. And then it just got more and more kind of like. I don't really bare bones right. style. It's like, I got the um uh the Hellboy Twenty Years of Hellboy that hardcover yeah. at there where it has like the art over yeah. twenty years and the the preface to it the preface he um talks about his early years he was very concerned about like every hair on the monsters he goes if that's what you like that's I don't do that anymore so yeah. I only have a few of those in there and then it's more like I just want to give you the gist it's, it's super all about stylized. giving the gist yeah. yeah. He's really stylized, and and I think that makes having people do that character for you real exciting because 
they have to draw it. It's really they draw it in their own style. Right. You know, because the, the, the style isn't a stock style. Hellboy right. wasn't drawn in a very stock way. Yeah. So they everybody gets to do their own run on it. And you got three very different, different Hellboys. Ones. They're super and different. And it was really cool yeah, yeah, to yeah, see yeah. those. We'll put, them up on, we'll put them up on Twitter so you guys can check them out, at Comic Exposure. And the, well, the two artists that have produced a lot of people have seen were Kevin Wada and uh, Jay Lee. Yeah. And... It's totally a Jay Lee Hellboy, and it's totally a Kevin Wada. Kevin's like, I've never drawn, I've never drawn Hellboy before. I hope, I hope you like it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, I was like, oh, okay. And he showed it to me. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. <laughs> it was really, it's, it's really awesome. good. I really like Kevin Wada's style. I really liked his stuff on on She Hulk. His covers on She Hulk, and I follow him on Instagram. And he just does tons of like, I don't. He just, he just, he, all the commissions he does, he posts up there, so you can see everything he did for everybody else, and they're just gorgeous. Speaking of Hellboy, since we're on yeah. this, and this is also part of the con. One of my favorite things of the con, you know, the favorite things I bought, but one of my favorite things is on Sunday, they had um, Christopher Lloyd and uh, Ron Perlman speaking. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to get there for the Christopher Lloyd part, but that was like a 1030. And I've been to the con all weekend and getting the Phoenix and parking and getting them there. It's kind of a, a, a pain in the butt. So I got there. I got the I really want to see Ron Perlman. Uh, so I got to the end of the of, uh, Christopher Lloyd and then got in the Ron Perlman. And he, he did a really good uh, Q&A. Like yeah. he's very eloquent, a little vulgar, <laughs> funny. And it was just him and the regular moderator. It wasn't like some special guest. Yeah. So I picked up his um, autobiography just wrote. And I it was like 300 pages and I ran through that in like the last three days. Really? Yeah, it's really good. It's He's got a really good um, – he kind of seems like a meathead, you mm-hmm. know, like in like a lot yeah. of roles he takes. But he's – you know, Dude, he was beast for Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, he talks a lot about that, you know, and, and all that stuff. And you know, he doesn't get, doesn't get a lot of credit because he works with all that makeup on in a lot yeah. of his roles. You know, whether it's Doctor Moreau's Island or uh, <laughs> that. So yeah, that was really good. If if you like autobiographies or like uh, Sons of Anarchy, uh, but just if you like people who have kind of slugged through Hollywood and still, it's it's kind of an inspiring story about yeah. just like you gotta you gotta wade through. The good times. When you think you've made it, you haven't made it, you know? He's been really pushing Hellboy 3 has been on yep. his Twitter. He's been like, let's make this happen. Everybody tweet about it. Every, because, they will do it if they get the if they get the money for well, it. Well, look what know? happened with, with uh, Deadpool, right? That thing was, like, dead. No yeah. one was going to do it. And then that test footage leaked. Right. And the internet went bananas over it. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, I guess we can do this. We yeah. can spend some money yeah, yeah. on this. Because Hellboy did good. And it, like, it made its money I, back, but it didn't. It's not like that. We put in four hundred million, and we're gonna make four billion. No, like but the Avengers. I, I thought it was or, really good, though. I no, really yeah, liked yeah. the two movies. I thought they were really good. Yeah, I thought I, the second one it was uh, on par. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro took his like monster to the next level oh, in that one. And all those little bony yeah. two fairies. Those yeah. were those were <laughs> freaky. Uh, but he's good. Guillermo del Toro is so good, he's man. So like, good. there's nothing that he um, makes that isn't just like wild. Pacific Rim. Is so I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, it is a great monster movie. It is great. I, I'm not a huge fan of like the story, but I love the stylization. Well, there's a, there's of it. really there's, there's the story's not yeah. a whole lot there, yeah. but it's beautiful to look at. It's very Japanese um, like 80s cartoon. It like, is. Two man get in robot. Robots fight. <laughs> well, there's like characters who are like that guy's that guy's from anime. Yeah. That right there, that's an anime character. They just put them in the movie. <laughs> like everybody has like these affectations that are very like. 
anime character like uh like the the guy who's who runs the jaegers who like run, runs a control center he's got like a rosary wrapped around his hand but he's got like giant oh, right, right, right. he's got like yeah, big yeah, yeah. pork chop sideburns yeah, 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 and, totally. and elvis like, hair yeah you're right and so it's such like a like an anime sort of like he looks like Meets an anime like character. um um rockabilly yeah um the you know it's really great the director's commentary on pacific rim it oh, is, it, it, is it good? It's so good. Uh, Did you have it on DVD or do you have, I have it, it on? I have it on. I think I've got it on. I think the I think the commentary might only be on the Blu-ray. Ooh, let sure. me borrow that. Yeah, I'll I really want. Yeah. I bet. I bet it'd be great. The commentary is really good. It's yeah. really good. He like goes into like stuff that you would never think to look at that had purpose in that. Oh, I love it. Had purpose in it. I love that. He's yeah, like, yeah, I chose yeah. this color because blah blah blah, and you'll see that it shows up throughout. And I'm like, uh, what? I didn't yeah, even that's how that. you learn about filmmaking, <laughs> man. Is is through those director cuts? Yeah. Um. So. Let's what see. was your favorite uh, event? You said like you, you know did... my favorite event was Travis. My favorite event at Con was watching your panel oh. on Sunday. Sir. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you were a trooper, man. You were a trooper. Uh, for anyone who didn't know, uh, and there was probably a lot of you didn't know, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Travis did a, a panel uh, on Comic Con on Sunday at Phoenix Comic Con about making short films. So he's in a a little short film. Uh, troop, no, troop, whatever. Gaggle. It is. Yeah. What you, it's like a murder, a murder of. Yeah, of like, we're a murder of uh, of sketch uh, artists, m- movie uh, amateur movie makers. <laughs> so a murder of amateur movie makers. And you guys did that, and I thought it was, that was good. I, I enjoyed it. I, I liked uh, I liked kind of hearing the kind of backstory stuff because I know about it from you, and I've seen the stuff. Right, but I don't, but I don't really, talk about it. A no, lot, I don't really like, hear. Time, I don't really know? hear how it how the, yeah. the nuts and bolts of it. That was kind of cool. But I would say that my favorite part of con. Uh, we met some really cool artists, and I thought that was kind of that was kind of like one of the highlights for me was uh, just kind of even just brief talking. And a couple times throughout the con, we went back and talked to the same Tell the same the couple artists. So we talked to uh, I'm gonna Jorge uh, Corona. We talked to Jorge Corona, who's really from super cool, dude. super Columbia, nice, right? yeah, uh, Venezuela, Venezuela from sorry. Venezuela, super cool guy. Uh, and he was sitting next to uh, Morgan Beam. Is it Beam or Bean? That's gonna drive me nuts. That's Beam. Is it? Uh, I've tweeted her, and now it's going to drive me nuts that I don't remember. I'm saying her last name wrong. Let's see. Uh, publisher. Blah, blah, no, that's not it. Yeah, Beam. Morgan Beam. So we uh, we talked to them several times through Con. We even got little interviews with them. But yeah, I raised. But them. Travis deleted them like a doofus. So yeah, I did. We don't have those. Uh, but. Maybe I can maybe I can tweet out both of them and maybe they'll hit us back with some stuff and we we can put some stuff up. Cause... Or maybe like I, he seemed really cool and like really like it just really the, yeah. there's good people. Oh yeah, you can just tell that they're well, like excited to be there and uh, um, maybe get something hooked up like through Skype or something. Yeah, like that. that was kind of cool. Like that's the that's the part about con that I like is like you get to talk to artists and all of them will chit chat with you. Because not all of them. Well, a good amount of them will just chit chat with you when they're there. I mean, mm-hmm. unless they're like swamped by people, or, or maybe they're just not the, very talky. Yeah, that happens personality wise. Uh, but you know, we I uh, I also got to I chatted with Layman really quick. I saw. Uh, oh, cool. Uh, Layman there, Chu, um, the author of Chew is there. He's also written Batman. Uh, I saw him there. Talked to him for a little bit. Uh, but lots of cool people at con. I think that's my favorite part is just kind of stopping by and, and poking and talking to people. But we picked a couple stuff up. We picked up, uh, Corona is the artist on, uh, Goners, which is Ooh, a new I'm excited book. to read that. Uh, and we're going to do that on the podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about that one. The first trade of that. Corona I'm, also is going to do, um, the we new, are we, Robin, which I looked up, you know, after we you talked yeah. about that day. It's a really cool concept. It looks really cool. It's, I like, I like it's the idea. It's super of it. social media. And that little kid in there is from the zero year. Yeah. It's the kid who helps Batman out. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a clever way to do it. It's so like, um, it's so non-American, like the concept. It's very like, 
because uh, in the France, there's always like revolutions from the youth. Yeah. Uh, in Egypt, we saw like that kind of social media revolution. Well, our revolution and... was so long ago that no one no one remembers yeah. about it. But, yeah. But, like, so I, I like sh- the fact that it, it's all it's like we are Robin is a rally cry. Yeah. I think it's a really, I think it's a really cool concept. Um, so I'm really excited to read that. I picked up actually I had I picked up a print from Morgan. And I also had Morgan do a commission for me. Uh, she did Wonder Woman for me. And it That's is, a sick Wonder Woman. It is fantastic. Yeah, the watercolors in that are amazing. It's really good. She did a really Maybe good job on it. Hold that up. It's uh, it very nice. Yeah. yeah. It is really badass. Yeah. So uh, that's up on the Twitter. I'll post another picture of it so you guys can You'll see it. You'll get that framed. It is. It's going to go up. We're going to do uh, a, big, a big wall of prints and stuff. I've got a bunch of stuff sitting around that just isn't up. Because I just haven't bought the frames or picked the wall That's, to put it on. It's more expensive than the art. It is, it is. Uh, but she did a really good job on that. I think that was probably my favorite part of con was talking to those artists. Um, but I picked up a stack of stuff at the Dark Horse booth. Oh, like, this is, is this all this from is, Dark Horse? Yeah, this is my Dark Horse booth haul. All right, guys. Uh, don't hold your breath on this one. This going to be a while. I picked up uh, some stuff from Matt Kint, or Kind. I can never remember how to say his last name. I picked up uh, Three Story. And then I picked up Mind Management Volume 1 and 2. What's which, the second one on there? The second volume. That's interesting. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get there oh. in a second. So I picked up uh, all that stuff from Matt Kind. I, I picked up uh, Mind Management Volume 1 and 2. That's a nice hardcover. Uh, they are beautiful. I have it in singles, but I was like, man, for 10 bucks because uh, Dark Horse went yeah. half off. So I picked them up. Uh, I picked up Bandette by uh, Tobin and Coover. Colleen Coover's art is super cartoony, and I super love it. I grabbed that. I picked up The Black Beetle from uh, Francesco Francavilla. The guy who does uh, um, Archie Afterlife with Archie. Yeah, we were talking about doing yeah. that one. So I picked up that one. It's a real kind of noirish kind of thing. I picked up uh, like one or two issues of it, but like it just kind of fell away in in the mix of stuff. So I finally picked that up. Uh, I picked up Jeff Darrow's uh, The Shaolin Cowboy. Where it's that's crazy. Literally just pages upon pages of him killing zombies. It, that's that's what it is. Yeah. If there's no dialogue no. in it. It's <laughs> just very him little dialogue. Like, with a chainsaw on the end of a spear. Uh, two ripping, sticks. Uh, yeah. Like a stick with chainsaws on both ends of it. And he's just shredding through zombies <laughs> on like eight panels zombies. a page. Yeah. Uh, and then for like um, a good 80 pages yeah for a bunch of stuff and so i picked up all that that's really exciting i'm looking forward to reading that stuff it's some stuff i've read some stuff i've been looking forward to reading and wow, then I you got up, a lot of reading to do my friend i picked up some back i picked up some old commandi issues because uh jack kirby is amazing and the idea of a boy in a planet full of apes and tigers is just always hilarious so I, I enjoy looking at it, so I picked up that. But that was my haul. Oh, I and then up I got a couple a... preacher singles too. Yeah, you did pick up some preacher singles too on so. Saturday as well. Yeah, I went back and because I forgot which ones I had, so I had to go back and do on the list on my phone, <laughs> put the numbers yeah, in, and look what you're looking for. Uh, yeah. So, what was your favorite costume of the con? What was your favorite cosplay that you saw oh, walking my around? Cosplay you I saw like... a con. Um, you know what? I I don't know if like it just seemed more spread out this year, so I just I like nothing really. Nothing really sticks out where it's like, that's so crazy. Well, I, I bet they were using the, you know how people would go to the first floor and kind of like stand in a spot and people would kind of surround them yeah. and then you'd have to kind of walk around them while people would take pictures. Yeah. That used to be in the big forum downstairs. Yeah. I think that's probably the third floor Probably now. up in the third floor. Um, I would say I saw, I, I saw a bunch of people from Steven Universe and I think that's always funny because it's like a goofy little show on Cartoon Network. So I thought that was kind of funny to see that. I was my daughter went with me one day to Con and we were, we saw everybody from Steven Universe but Steven and I thought it would have just been funny to see a kid with a like a jewel for a belly button like a treasure. I don't troll. know what this is. Steven it's Universe. a weird Cartoon Network show. It's like a, a boy who has a jewel on his tummy and oh, like a troll doll, yeah, like a troll doll. <laughs> and he is like with a bunch of other like three girls who all have jewel powers. 
but he doesn't have any power. He's just like a chubby kid who wears like flip flops and he has curly hair. <laughs> but he doesn't it have sounds any... like a middle school years. <laughs> but he doesn't have any powers, but he yep. just hangs out with all these super powered gals. Sounds about so right. it's kind of a funny cartoon, but uh Adam, what did you see? What do you think your favorite cosplay of of it was? I saw a pink Chewbacca. You saw oh, you know, I heard yeah. about the pink Chewbacca, yeah. but I did not that was see really the cool. pink Chewbacca. Um I like that. He was with a pink Jedi. You know, I saw some War Boys. I thought that was kind of cool, like, right yeah, away yeah, to yeah, see yeah. some War Boys Yeah, there. to see his, And I saw a couple of uh, Furiosos. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. There was one moderating a panel. Our Adam's panel was really good, too. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was good. It was a good time. I, I uh, Expectations are were right there. I, had, yeah. I, I expected to go in and have fun that weekend. Nothing let me down. Um, you just wish that you could do more stuff there, but... There's so much happening, and like even things that you really want to go to. By the time it comes around, you're exhausted or something yeah. else. And also, you know, like I, I'm meeting different people there, so spreading out your time between like, oh, I'm meeting this person at this time and this person here, yeah. and I'm grabbing a beer with them. Um, that that um, it's it's exhausting, but a great time. You know, this is the first time I've been to Con. Uh, I I usually just go one day. Two days is the most I've ever went. I went three days this year. Yeah. And I still don't think I saw everything that I mean. I only went to I only went to your panel. I didn't make any other panels, right. um, just because the time frame I got there every day was was just like a weird yeah. time frame. And so I think the more I think the more cons you go to, the more you kind of are like, well, I've seen what the scene is. Yeah. And so like I went to like three panels this year, so. Like next year, I'll probably go to five. You know, just because. Yeah, I just like to dig through. I like to dig through Artist Alley. Like that's my that's my, that's my bre- spot. That's my too. bread and butter. Is just yeah. try to go through and find like, oh, that's a really neat little kind of cool thing. Yeah. And the, and the thing about Con at Phoenix Comic Con is that there are plenty of artists who aren't on Artist Alley. They're like, ve- they're in a vendor booth, but they're really. An artist, they just bought a vendor booth instead, and, and they've and got... you kind of have to look around the table to find yeah. their sketches and, and yeah. things like that, or their so, books. It was kind of cool. Yeah, well, I, I did something. We did... I think you... Well, you did it, too, because you were with me. Yeah. We went with our buddy, Dan McCloy, who was on the Daredevil podcast, and he's really into looking up old single issues, and uh, uh, he was looking for a Batman 16 that he was like, I will pay $1,200 $1, for <laughs> on the spot, in cash. I was like, dude, buy a camera. Let's get a camera. <laughs> but... um. But it was cool because I hadn't spent that much time flipping through single issues. And uh, so it was cool to go through those. Because when he'd be looking, like you're just sitting around, you yeah. kind of flip through some boxes and you get to see some cool things. I mean, I'm sure that's why you saw the commandes and yeah. things like that. So that was kind of fun too, is getting that old school kind of like long box mentality yeah, going the hunt on. Through the you long feel box. like you feel like uh like you're like there with purpose. Yeah. When it's Thursday night and you're and you're looking <laughs> you're, through long you're boxes. Through long boxes. Yeah. yeah. You really have something you're you're going for when you do that. Uh, so that's that was our con experience at Phoenix Comic Con. Good time, super awesome. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to. I'm gonna hit up Fan Fest in December. I think you and I maybe we should try to see if we can what the scene is like to get a, a table or something. Right. Well, Jim had talked to us. Um, he said that it went over well on Saturday with our videos, and he yeah. just talked to us about making some content for uh, Fan Fest. Awesome. So um, yeah, I'd like to do it, and I'd like to get a booth up there. Maybe get some T-shirts to sell. We have some T-shirts now, at least T-shirt designs. Yeah. And we'll get some more of those made. Josh is going to make some prints up. Yeah, I got a lot of. We'll have. Um, yeah, we have. Uh, we got a big. We got a project that we're keeping under wraps right now. But um, I don't even know if that will be done by FanFest. But um, yeah. But we got some. We got stuff in we the got, works, we got man. Stuff, we got stuff in the works. Uh, so let's it's talk about rolling, what else is going on. What, what are you? What have you been up to, uh, nerd wise, man? What, um, what do you got going on in your life? Wow, I I, I kind of decompressed from nerd. Actually, I. I 
I feel like I felt like I was gonna have to decompress. You, from but my you read nervousness. a Ron Perlman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I read a Ron Perlman autobiography. <laughs> it was nice to read something without pictures. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I, you know, I read uh, Hellboy Goes to Hell, and uh, uh, video wise, um, I haven't watched any comic book media. Um, so I, on that front, it's been kind of um, dry. But um, uh, my next step is to. Uh, what are we reading next? Oh, uh, I got to finish Persopolis. Yeah, I'm about I'm about halfway through Persopolis right now, so that's the next one on the list. I think next week. And I went to a comic book store twice in the last few weeks to get uh, Secret Wars two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time I went there, it was the day after it came out. No, did not have it in the store. And the other time was Monday. No, still no still no issues in it. So I gotta I gotta. Go far because I now I'm like three episodes, three issues behind, and well, I will keep my promise, Josh. It went well. Next here's the problem: issue. it went Secret Wars, and then it went uh, Battle World. So it went Secret Wars one and two, and then the next week was Battle World. So oh, that's good to know. So it's it not wasn't even, Secret no, it wasn't anymore. even Secret War title. So uh, check Greg's, dude. Check Greg's. Greg's cool. spell. I had or, one by my. You know, place, Samurai yeah. might have it too. Yeah, Samurai's got like they buy a million copies of everything. Yeah, um, so, and there's so many... I meant to I meant to have it read I to know. come on the show That's and right, do dude. this, but I will next variant. We're gonna we're gonna break down Secret Wars. I read Secret Wars one, and I was like, "What the crap?" And the same thing. Convergence is over, so we can all hail the end of Convergence. Is it? Yeah, Convergence yeah, that's right. It's, it's, yeah, it's a... um, things are there are multiple universes in DC, and they're there. That's just how it is. I thought that was the whole point of the no. Nope, they kept him. And same so, old, same old, huh? I think the reason they kept him is now they'll just tell stories however they want. Okay. So I, I think... Nothing's the, tied to... Well, I think you're going to have some stuff tied to, like, main... They can be, like, four Batman titles now, and it's cool because it's different Batmans. Yeah. Like there were before. Yeah, they can do whatever they want with him, and that'll be fine. Uh, was, this just a, was this just to pacify continuity people? I think part to of let it... let them I, know, like, hey, we've been doing this for ten years already... And we're just going to make this our thing. So the continuity yeah. is gone. Be prepared for this. And well, if, I think you, if you need it, they're different worlds, buddy. Yeah, I think there's going to be continuity, but it's going to be continuity for whatever sake, for whatever you're reading. But what they've decided to do is a bunch of new titles dropped this week. So uh, Bizarro, number one, came out. To- looks totally different than you anything. You hate Bizarro. Uh, I don't hate Bizarro. I hate the way Bizarro uh, talks. Uh, <laughs> did you read Bizarro and like it? And I, now you're changing your tune? No, I picked it up and I flipped through it. The art is wacky enough to where I'm I'm, I'm down to read it. I picked it up today because it came out today. Today's we're recording this on, is it Wednesday? Yeah. This is Bizarro Josh. No, it's Thursday. Today's Thursday. It came out yesterday. Oh, yeah, I, I picked it up yeah. today. Uh, Thursday. Uh, it is and then for you, isn't it? Batman Beyond came out, uh, but that was gone. They, that was all sold out, so I didn't grab. I never that watched one. the show Batman Beyond. It's really weird. No, it's not true. I watched the first it's a, episode. It's a very like uh, cyberpunk Batman. Um, yeah, I know the concept, of, like the, yeah. the style and stuff like that. Yeah, and, uh, Tim uh, Conroy play, still plays Batman, right? He does. Yeah, yeah. He's still he's always the voice of Batman. Yeah. No one's voice. No one other voice of Batman. Uh, and then there's going to be a new Black Canary title out. They're, they're dropping a bunch of new titles where the art doesn't look like DC art. And that makes me happy. Maybe there's a new, you know, we've been in the writer age for the last 15 years. I wonder if we're slowly moving into an artist age. I, would, I am in my own personal readings. Uh, after doing this podcast and talking to you because you talk so yeah. passionately about art and kind of like talk about, oh, this is this, and this is a combination of these two things. I've been taking a, a closer look at art. You know what? I like 
I guess like I art's part of the reason I like comic books, right? If I always wanted to read a story, I'd, I'd just I'd read a like a novel, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, comics is such a visual medium that I don't want art that looks like buttered toast, right? Because there's a lot a lot of DC art was it just all looked bland in the same. Mm-hmm. Like I this this title looks like that title looks like that title and. That doesn't mean that the artists are bad. I'm not saying that the artists are bad. They're good artists. They can do something I can't do. Uh, but it just, I just need something that that pops a little differently. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's what I'm looking for. And I think some of the titles are coming out with. I think like the world should give a big round of applause to uh, the Batgirl team. Like Cameron Stewart and Babs Tar really kind of like took a title, did what they wanted to do with it. DC let them. And now there's a bunch of titles coming Same with out. She-Hulk too. Yeah, whether that, you like her or not, yeah. it definitely changed things. It did. I mean, She-Hulk at Marvel and 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 this over at um and Batgirl over at DC has really kind of changed the look of some of these books. Now your your artists who look like the artists you always wanted are still there. You know, they're doing the Justice League or their house style. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, their house style is still there. But you're getting some books that look a little more different, and and that's something I'm I'm kind of looking to, looking forward to as the summer rolls around um, to kind of see some of those more titles come out. Speaking of books that look a little different, we have uh, Harrow County, which you bought a single issue of. This is uh, what a couple weeks old now. Yeah, it's a couple weeks old. It's a uh, number one. It came out in Dark Horse. Uh, the reason I picked it up is because Tyler uh, Crook. Uh, did some BPRD work, and mm-hmm. I loved his art on the BPRD stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, a horror book drawn by this guy that's not tied to, like, the giant universe of, of Hellboy that you need mm-hmm. to know some minutia to, or maybe it's kind of like a fresh start of stuff right. for me to jump in on. I bought the BPRD Vampires when I oh, 50% off. I can, we're going we're gonna to do that one, so I don't want to say yeah. anything about it, but we'll talk about did that Did you already read it? I read, I read it in single issues when it oh, came out okay. in singles. So, yeah, I read it two years ago or a year the and a half issue. ago. Oh, I don't like your face. I don't like your face. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to read more. Yeah. But uh, I'm interested to see if I can find a spot where, I, since I can tell that you're kind of excited about it, since you mentioned doing it, I'm excited to see if I can find that 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 moment. I think that our conversation will probably, it'll, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Uh, so, Haro County, uh, I really dug it, dude. I thought it was like a super kind of creepy book. I liked it. I liked it a lot. What do you think of the art style? I liked it. I like the art style. I really do. I, again, um, a lot of the art style for me can really be make or break by the coloring. Yeah. And I really love the coloring in this. It, it, it sets the story off. It, I, I would say the art style is great. It reminds me of uh, – who's that guy doing that Wizard of Oz? Um, um, it has – anyways, it has this antiqueness. Yeah. In – I don't think it's – but I realized it, I don't think it's in the sketching and the penciling. I think it's the um, – the coloring gives it this rich antiqueness to it. Like you're almost reading like a C. Dick and like a Jane, yeah, you know, C. Jane Run or whatever it is uh, type story. And it's it put me back into like I felt like I was reading like if they ever did the Crucible in comic book form, yeah, like I, it would be this, you know. It, you know, it's just because of doing witches. I'm making the easiest connection there is. <laughs> but like, there's this. This art style, I mean, it's super. He is a cartoonist. Tyler Crook is a cartoonist, the same way that uh, Darwin Cook is a cartoonist, right. right? That that sort of style that evokes, I guess, a more classic like comic book style, right? But the coloring on it is outrageous, man. Like it, however, it's he watered color. I it. love the 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 flesh. Yes. The flesh tones in it, the redness in They're, the cheeks, like, and the noses, ruddy and, and the sun. T- like you see, like it's farmer tans yeah. and. and uh, 
Uh, it's great. And the woods are really creepy and they're, they're a character in themselves. And that witch, the first opening scenes yes. are, are really creepy. Super When she's got creepy. the baby in her hands yeah. and she's running across, the, like, like skeetering across the roof. Yeah. It's super creepy. And you want then, to tell the premise of the story? Uh, the premise of the story is essentially um, there are witches and I guess like it's a gene that's passed on in this. You get a so, sense, yeah. Yeah, so apparently there was a witch who was killed and she said she would come back somehow, right? Yeah. Uh, through one of their children or something like that. Well, and, that. I feel like they made that assumption, like that's how she's going to yeah. come back. Yeah, and so they're really afraid that it's going to come back, and you can see that this one girl that the story focuses turning on... turning 18, does not look 18. Yeah, who is turning 18. It really kind of focuses on her and uh, how she kind of heals this really sick calf, and you go, oh, so oh disturbing. man. So disturbing. Maybe she's the witch. And so right. there's this whole scene, and she goes into a tree at the, like, a, like a bramble bush at the yeah. end, and finds the skin of a boy. It is, it is creepy, dude. It's super creepy, but... Well, I, I don't understand, like, for a second there, and then they had this little kind of, like, um, epilogue. Yeah. About the baptism, with a one-page story, which was creepy. Well, it was it, super creepy for one page. So I don't know if I don't know if um, if this is going to be different stories in and uh, oh, it's like Harrow a vignette, County it's a vignette or, about and like we're gonna get back to the the witch story or is that the or is she the through character in it or well a lot of a lot of books um, another dark horse book that does this uh, that kind of thing is mind management where there's always like an extra story at the end and it kind of fleshes out the world a little right. more yeah but it's not necessarily it doesn't necessarily directly inform the characters that are in the main story so if that's the deal if they're doing the same kind of idea here where you know at the end we're going to give you a little page of like not only is this weird about this place but here's like another little of what's going on you know like a little burst of i liked it yeah, scary the epilogue on it um i thought it was really good i'm looking forward to the second uh the second issue i'll probably wait uh, till it comes out on trade yeah i you know I I'm at this point right now where I trade weight some things and I'm like oh I don't can I trade weight that do I want to wait for that but well in the summertime since you have like time and it's a little more yeah. leisurely it's fun to go to the comic book store and pick out single issues I'm I'm kind of on this thing right now well I'll get the first five or six of something I like and then I'll go yeah I'll get that in trades from right. now on right because I want to see if I like it past that first bit and then if I do then I'm like oh yeah I want to see where I want to see where this going where this is going I'm gonna grab it but. Uh, we talked about this before because the last last uh, issue, um, last trade we did was uh, Saga, and we read all four volumes of Saga. And I don't think I could read that in single issues. I think it would drive me crazy yeah. to read it in single issues. So I'm super glad that I read it in trades, and that's one that I trade weight on. In uh, Southern Bastards, uh, we're gonna read that. Um, that's one that I never read in single issues. I heard a yeah, lot of yeah, stuff about, yeah. uh, but um, we, we're gonna read the trade on that one. I'm looking forward to to talking about that one, and and so. That's that. That was kind of like the big book that I liked the last couple of weeks. I th- that's probably the standout thing I've read over the last couple of weeks has been that Harrow County one. Harrow County, Harrow County, however you say. Yeah, it. I don't know. Which um, one. But yeah, Harrow. dude. Um, let's see. You said you did. You see the Supergirl trailer? I did. I did see a Supergirl trailer. What did you think of the Supergirl trailer? I liked it. I, you know, uh, it's a long. It's a long. Trailer. It was like seven minutes yeah, or something it was. like that. Um, I, 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 I had. I, I mean, I'm not super excited for it, but I'm. I'm like, oh, that's that makes sense. Like, it, it's a real kind of sexiness. It's like um, Devil, War, Devil Wears Prada meets um, Flash. Yeah, and and I would say there were a lot of people who kind of like. Did you see the SNL spoof of Black Widow where they like 
Marvel makes a Black Widow right. movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so there were people like, this is the actual version of that. Someone made a real thing of that. It's it's so tough to make a femin uh, a female centered comic book in general. We're seeing we're seeing comics knocked out of the park. Yeah, these these female centric, strong female characters as heroes in comics. It's another thing to put that up on a, a mainstream um, channel. And because it's so public that you're going to have people, well, it, this is anti-feminist because why does she have to be, like, timid in, in the beginning? And why does she have to be like this, you know, like this? And there's other people like, oh, she's super strong. Or why does the woman who's her boss have to be a bitch because she's the boss? And, and you, like, you read those kind of things about yeah. it. Like, you're not going to win the feminist war with this I show. Don't, I don't think you're going to win the war either way. I think yeah. no matter what, when you put something out in mass media like that, you're going to have some blowback from somewhere. I really I really liked it. In fact, I saw the uh, the whole leaked thing of it. I didn't download it. Someone else did. <laughs> Can you watch it on YouTube? Uh, I don't know if it's on YouTube. I, I Someone got it to me. So yeah. I, I watched the whole thing, and it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I thought her character, and you can see in the little seven-minute preview, I thought her character, I saw people complaining about how, why is she so ditzy and everything like that. I'm like... Don't you remember what Clark Kent was like in right. the Christopher Reeve movies? Sure, very much like that. Oh, just like that. Like bumbling yeah. over his stuff, tripping, couldn't hold things right. Oh, and I just like I felt the same way for me. I well, saw that yeah, same character. That, it's like he, it's uh, you ever see like a fourteen year old who's going to be six foot, but right now he's four four. He's got uh, uh, feet that are <laughs> you know size thirteen. He's a big puppy dog, you know, yeah. because he hasn't grown into himself. These are heroes who haven't grown into their powers. Yeah, you know, so you can expect to be clumsy. I mean, this she has this. She can lift up a plane, but she has to like walk down the street. You know, like she yeah. has to contain her power and, yeah. and things like that. So I thought that was a good choice. How else would you do Supergirl? Is my question to people who are like, I don't like how it's like Sex in the City meets, you know, uh, Arrow. Like, well, how would you do it? Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, that's a, that's a good because I think the Superman is in and of itself, the Superman character, that idea of, like, you have to live a life where no one believes that you're Superman, right? So Clark Kent is clumsy and, like, a dope because no one expects that guy to be Superman. So no one will expect this girl to be Supergirl. She's trying to hide her powers. She's pretty cute. She's pretty cute. I'll give her that. Uh, But uh, I I really liked it. I I enjoyed this. I don't like the Jimmy Olsen. Uh, Jimmy Olsen seems like too too hot too hot boy yeah. to be Jimmy Olsen. Too hot Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. Not my Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> too hot Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, uh, I, I want my Jimmy he's like, Olsen. He's like a, like a shield agent. <laughs> he, yeah, he's a little buff to be Jimmy Olsen. Uh, but you know what? I'm knowledgeable. I, yeah, my, your cousin wanted me to give this to you. <laughs> yeah, well, he does. He does know Superman. Him and Superman are friends. Yeah, but it's like wink. Yeah, Superman, <laughs> Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Uh, but I thought I thought it was I thought it was good. I enjoyed that. Uh, let's see what else is going on, Travis. What what uh, what's going on in the I world? I think you know. I I think we're. Uh, I guess maybe we can uh, end it with talking about kind of like what we, our summer plans are for um, uh, our our next couple. We we have the next couple months planned out. Yeah. I know it's been kind of a weird schedule lately because we were ending school and con was up, and so we were busy with those things. We're gonna get back onto the regular schedule of variant. Um, uh, a guest with trade. a trade. Variant, so, but yeah. we we realized that we it's been a while since we had like you know some good trade. Like uh, I'm missing it. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm I'm missing a good. Not that our talk on Saga wasn't fun, but I think that third person 
always gives it a it gives it like a right. An extra so thing. I think we're after this uh, next week we get we have Persopolis. Yeah, with your mom. With my mom. I'm gonna make a yeah, lot of yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make a lot of your mom jokes. Your mom jokes. <laughs> she goes, what what about what am I supposed to talk about? <laughs> your mom. Um, what are you? What am I supposed to? We're gonna talk about it's a literary literary analysis, mom. Yeah, you can do this. Yeah, yeah, you can do this. Oh, okay. And then uh, we're gonna do. I think we're back to back. Is another trade, right? Are we, do you want to do back to back? Yeah. Oh uh, no, I think it was varying again. But we can do. Oh, are we doing Southern we, Bastards? We have a calendar, so let's let's talk about the trades we're gonna do. Okay. We're gonna do um, Persopolis next. That's been on the docket for a while. Yep. Then Southern Bastards. Uh, then uh, BPRD uh, Vampires. Um, and then you put up one for Sobex. Was that the? Oh, right? uh, we're doing. We're gonna do Alex and Ada. Alex is what we're gonna Ada. do Alex and Ada, and then. At um, Goners. I think Goners. Goners is going to be our first one we do in August. So that's kind of, I think that's the last thing we've got planned is yeah, so Goners. If you, have a gon- if you have a con heading to your town and you want to pick up some trades, uh, any of those will work. You know, Southern yeah. Bastards, Persopolis, BPRD, Vampires, Alex and Ada, and Goners. Goners. All those will be good ones. We're going to talk about those. Uh, Travis's mom is going to be our <laughs> It's just weird to say that. Travis's mom is going to be our guest. Kind of like, like your mom. And just acts like you. Remember that song? Um, I do. And, and just so you know, we're not picking Travis's mom because we're out of guests. We're not no. like, we need someone to be on the show, mom. Yeah, no. My mom is, uh, She's she she taught uh, English for 37 years. And she, one of her first English teaching jobs was in Kuwait. And so she's actually been to Persopolis. And it was in the 1960s and 70s. When where this is kind of set, yeah. So you know, and this is based on a true story. I mean, she was probably in that same area where this young girl is growing up at that time, so. which is which is kind of crazy. So if you haven't, if you don't know, Persopolis is it's an autobiography that's kind of done in, uh, I guess, like memoir, memoir yeah, yeah, style, yeah, memoir with, diary comic yeah. sort of style. And so we're gonna read the first Slash part Astro of that because there's two of those. There's two. There's um, mm. uh, one and two, and then there's the complete where it's both together. We're just gonna do one. We're gonna do the first part of her story. Uh, and that's the next one we're going to talk about. So you should, you should try to find that. I think it's pretty cheap on Amazon. I think you can get it for less than nine bucks or something like that. It's, it's important. I haven't finished reading it, but it's important from the standpoint. This is a really critically acclaimed book. Um, and it's, it's one of those comic books that people know outside of comics. So I feel like to be a well-rounded comic book reader, it's one of those, that's on the outskirts of what we consider traditional comics that you really want to, if you're trying to branch out, this is yeah. as far away from superheroes as you're going to get. Yeah. And, and it's kind of like along those lines, there's a bunch of books that are a lot like mouse is a really good one. Yeah, I'd uh, say mouse and this are probably the two most critically acclaimed non superhero books. Right? Yeah. Those are two really great books. That, um, so we're going to talk Persopolis next week. So get ready uh, to do that with us. Uh, it's, it's actually pretty short, really. It's not a very long book, but if you want to grab that and read along with us, you could probably get it digital too. You could probably get it in multiple ways. Um, so that's next up on the podcast. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us today and listening to us gibber on about comic books. Remember that you can find us several places on Facebook at comic exposure. So facebook.com slash comic exposure on the Twitter. You can find us at comic exposure, find us on the web with our website where you can find our reading list. Uh, you can listen to old podcasts, all that stuff at www.comicexposure.com. Check out what we bought at Con. Yeah, you can check out what we bought at Con. I'm going to post that over on the Twitter. You can see what we bought. Look at all the junk we've got. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what's uh, going on. So thanks for hanging out with us and we'll talk to you and we'll see you next trade. Bye.